So I'm so excited about God wanting to share something that He placed on my heart a while ago. Um, and it's this thing of God being our Father, but also God being our friend. And because sometimes we can only see Him as Father, but actually He's also our friend. And so if we look at the aspect of God our Father, it is the one who created us. He created us from the beginning. But also a father teaches us how to be more like him. And we look at God as a friend. We're looking at if I'm being with my friend, I'm going to do wild and crazy things together. Even sometimes when it's uncomfortable. Even sometimes when it's weird. And so, Mo, if you would put scripture 1 Corinthians 8 verse 6 up for me, please. And so I'm just going to read it here from what I have. Um, we've got the NIV version on the board, but I'm reading from the NLT at the moment. And it says, But for us there is one God, the Father by who, whom all things were created, and for whom we live. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created, through whom we live. And so just like Jeremiah, we were created in our mother's wombs for a purpose. You sitting here are created for a purpose. I'm standing here and I'm created for a specific purpose that God has for me. But God formed me in my mother's womb before she even saw how I, was, how I would come out, before she even knew what I was going to do one day. He already formed me and started shaping me to do what He has for me. Just like each and every one of us was sitting here this morning. And so we are called to reflect the glory of God. In this broken world that we are living in. Because let's be honest, this world is so broken. And they need a savior. But not just a savior, they need a father. Because so many of us are sitting here, even in this hall. Man, I don't know what a real father looks like. Some of us might not have a father. Some of us have a father, but it doesn't feel like he's present. And so it would feel like we're fatherless. But now I want to look at what is a father? And what is the role of the father? And so for us, a father would be someone who loves. Someone who builds us up in our time of need. Someone who encourages us when we need it most. But the amazing thing about the father is, even when we feel like we don't need anything, he comes and he says, but I know today you actually just need my comfort. Because I just need to come and comfort you. And so it's the big reality of God loves us, yes. But he also wants to come and he wants to build us up. When we have a bad week, when things are going rough, things are going hard, he's like, man, I want to come and build you up. I want to come and encourage you this morning. I know for this week that's passed, I've been working late, going early mornings in to work, and it's just been such a rough week. And I think to myself, normally, I would have been smashed by the end of the week. I would have been a null on a contract. Like, if I did a test this week, I probably would have failed zero out of 100. But God came and He's like, okay, but I want to encourage you. I want to strengthen you. I want to build you up. 
And I went throughout this week, and it felt like I didn't work late one evening. Yes, I was physically tired, but it felt like I wasn't working late. It felt like I didn't stand up earlier. And it was just because of God's grace. But one important thing about the Father is that the Father doesn't just look at what's going on. I can go to my Father of saying, Hey, Dad, I feel a bit tired. I feel a bit weak today. And that's what I'm saying to Him. But actually, God is looking to my heart. He's saying, I know that's what you're saying, but what's going on in your heart? What is really reflecting in your heart? Are you tired? Is your heart broken? Is your heart sore? What's going on? Because sometimes we struggle to actually put that out in words. But God, as a father, knows what's going on. Because He created you. He formed you. So He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're feeling. He's seen it all. He's been through it all. And here's one aspect of the Father that is sometimes difficult to believe. But at the same time, it's so exciting. God is a Father who corrects us when we are in the wrong. He's a Father who leads us to repentance. When we make mistakes, He comes, He comforts. He comes and builds us up. He comes and encourages us. But also He comes and corrects us. And sometimes it might be so difficult. I remember there was a time in the beginning of the year that I spoke to Oi and Paul about stuff that happened in my life. And I was like, in, in my head, I'm like, no, I'm right. And I spoke to them like, no, actually you're wrong. Oh, shucks. Okay. Okay. This, this sucks to hear that I'm wrong. But actually, I need to fix it. And they didn't just go and then leave me. No, they started encouraging me. They started building me up. Okay, how can we help you to work through this? Because that is what a father does. He comes, he corrects you, but he then comes and builds you up and encourages you. Because he wants you to look more like him. Because one day you might be a father or a mother and you need to actually come into that place of, I need to correct my child. But after that, I need to come build them up, to come and encourage them so they don't walk out of this place more broken than they came in. And so God loves us so much that He's willing to correct us. He doesn't love us so much that he's like, no, you're sinning, it's fine, just carry on. No, he actually loves us so much that he's like, you're wrong. Come back. Come back to me. Return from those things that you are doing. Mo, would you put up 1 John 3 verse 1 for me? And it says, see how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children. And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know Him. And so for us sitting here, we are sons and daughters of the King Most High, the Father who created us. But the world doesn't see it that way. But it's because they don't know Him. They won't see Him. They won't see that you are his child because they don't know him. If I don't know him, he was Hoya and Paul's father, I would have never thought that he was their father. 
But because I know Him, I know who their Father is. And because I know each and every one of you here, or some I don't know, but for those who I know here, if I meet your Father, I'm exactly going to know who your Father is. And so for everyone sitting here, I know who your Father is. And that is God. Just like He's my Father. And so there's a scripture in Galatians 4 verse 6. And it says, And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. In the NLT version it says, Prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. And so as Father, He's actually calling us. Will you call upon my name? Abba, Father. Yes, He's God. Yes, He's Lord. Yes, He's Jesus Christ. But He, first and foremost, is your Father. The one who formed you. The one who created you. And so we have this amazing privilege this morning of sitting here saying, God is my Abba Father. He's not just some distant father that's roaming around there every now and then. Here's some money. Here's a hello. Here's a hug. No. He's close. He's near. Every day. Like I said, He's here with us this morning. When you wake up, He's there. He's not just there when you start reading your Bible and then when you stop reading, He's gone. No. In you reading your Scriptures, in you praying, He's right there next to you. And He's listening. Every time I think about the Father, I'm, I'm thinking of this picture of God just sitting on His throne and just watching me. And just saying, just carry on. Just carry on. And it's such a beautiful picture for me. And it's so crazy. I've been reading this book of Andrew Murray. And in this book he says, The worship in spirit is only possible for those whom the Son has revealed the Father and who have received the spirit of sonship. So if you're sitting here and you believe that God is your Father, it means that actually you are walking in sonship. So you are a son, you are a daughter of God. And so believe that. Stick to that. God, I am your son. And you are my Father. Don't walk away from that. Because that is who He is. And that is who you are sitting here this morning. And so I want to move on to this thing of God, our friend. How is it possible that God is my friend? God is this being in heaven looking down on me, who created me, who formed me. So how is He my friend? And this is how, in John 15, verse 12 to 15, it says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servant, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I've learned from my Father, I've made known to you. That's such a beautiful scripture. God saying, because you are my friend, I give to you what I've been 
taught from the Father. I show you what I want to do. I don't hide it from you because you are my friend. And so what is the role of a friend? A friend is someone that I bond with. Someone who I have the same interest in. If I use Haya, for example, I and myself love cycling. And so when I still had my bicycle, we went cycling probably almost every weekend. I think there wasn't a weekend when, we, when it was, or the weekend passed, and we didn't go cycling, except if one of us are sick. <laughs> but even then, sometimes it was like, let's go. <laughs> let's just drive slow. And so this thing of, there's so much interest with one another that we want to bond while we're cycling. We want to have fun together. We want to do, do stupid things. We go off rocky mountains and like, listen, when you get close to the bottom, just watch out for the rock because that's going to hurt. And so there's this crazy wild thing you do with one another as a friend. Not just because it's fun. Not just because it's exhilarating and there's this adrenaline pumping. No, it's because you love one another so much that you're willing to do anything with that person, but also for that person. Look, if I was going to ask me to jump off a bridge, I'm probably going to say no, but when he says he's going to jump with me and it's into a river, yes, then we'll do it. So there's a difference. And so how do we spend time with God as our friend? There's many ways. But I'm just going to do three key aspects. One, reading our Bible. It's a way of spending time with God as our friend. Seeing what did Jesus do in those times when He was on earth. What happened in the times before He was on earth. And I get to know my friend. I get to share interest because I'm like, man, I want to cast out demons. I want to pray for the sick. I want to see people get healed. And so I'm doing that with my friend. Not just with my God. Yes, He is my God. But I'm doing it with my friend. And I love doing it. And I'm willing to continue doing it. And another aspect of it is His prayer. Speaking to Him. Communicating with Him. Stopping, waiting, listening for Him to speak back. Because sometimes we're so quickly to pray, 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 pray. Amen. Okay, let's go on with the day. No, man, that's not how we build a friendship. A friendship is this. I speak, Hoya speaks. I speak, Hoya speaks. He listens, I listens. Listens, listen. It's, uh, it's the, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and so when we pray, we have this opportunity to spend time with our friend. And the next aspect is this thing of worship. Man, when I'm worshiping, I'm like Jesus is standing next to me and he's probably going more crazy than I am. So I want to go even more crazy. I'll never outshow him of how crazy he's going, but man, I want to try. Because he's my friend and I want to jump just as high as he is jumping. I want to do just as much as he is doing. So if he calls me to stage dive, let's go for it. If he calls me to pray for someone that I don't know from a bar of soap, let's do it. So what is stopping us from knowing Jesus as our friend? And so as a friend, there's this thing of when God speaks, 
We want to listen and we want to try our best to please Him. Yes, I see Aya and Paul as my elders, but also I see them as my friend. So when I speak to them and they ask me something, yes, I want to do it because you're my elder, but also I want to do it because you're my friend. And I want to make something lighter for you. And I want to help you. And so are we that friend that's saying, yes, let's go. Because sometimes I might disagree with my friend. And I might not agree with what they want to do and where they want to go. But I'm like, I want to get to a point of saying, all right, let's do this. And so we're not actually saying, God, no, no, you need to lower your standards so that I can fit into that. No, actually God is asking, I'm not going to lower my standard. I want you to raise your standard. Because if you say that you're my friend, and if you say that you're willing to lay down your life for me as your friend, you're willing to raise your standards. Isaiah 41 verse 8. It says, But you, O Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend. So even in the Old Testament, God comes and He says, my friend. So why today do we say God is not my friend? Yes, he's this high God. He's a God to be feared. But in that place, he's still my friend. And I want to do everything for my friend. Doesn't matter what it takes. Doesn't matter how stupid it is. Doesn't matter how crazy it is. Have you ever walked in the street and all of a sudden this thought comes into your head? You see someone with a crutch. You see someone that is not looking well or even if they're looking perfectly healthy and you feel like something is saying, just go speak to them. Just go pray for them. What goes through your mind? No, 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 I can't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm shy, man. I don't want to do that. Or is it, okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to go now. I remember I was in a store, a hardware store where um, you get these Afrikaans wummies that they somehow look intimidating. When you look at them, you're like, I don't want to speak to this guy. This guy is huge. And I remember walking through the aisles and I felt like God is saying to me, go encourage him. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let's go. And I walked up to him and I said, hi, my name is Enrico. I can't remember what his name was. And in, and he's, and he's like, hello, I'm this. And I said to him, listen, I know this might sound, sound weird, but I don't know if you believe in Jesus, but I want to encourage you. And all of a sudden, he just went, and I could see in his face, this is why God said to me, go encourage him. And I shared the word of encouragement with him. And I looked at him and I'm like, this guy is starting to cry. And I could literally see he's trying to hold back the tears of what God just said to him. But it's because I was willing to step out for my friend, for my God, for my Father, I was willing to draw near to someone else that probably doesn't know him as Father, who probably doesn't know him as friend. 
So he doesn't know the comfort of God. He doesn't know the kindness of God. And he doesn't know that God is calling him close. And so I want to start finishing off with this, is that if you're sitting here, you say, Enrico, I'm hearing what you're saying about God being my father. I'm hearing what you're saying about God being my friend. But maybe one of the two has been blurred to you. It's been difficult maybe to see God as father. And for some it might be difficult being to see him as friend. And I want to pray for us this morning and pray with us this morning. Saying, God, would you come and be my father? God, would you come and be my friend? And so can I ask just for everyone to close their eyes? So I want to pray for the two different groups actually this morning. Because it feels like God is saying, for some of us, we don't know him as father. And for some of us, we know him as father, but we don't know him as friend. And so can I ask that if you're sitting here this morning and you're saying, actually God, I don't know you as my father. Would you mind just raising your hand for me quickly? I just want to pray with you. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to feel scared about. It's just saying, man, I need to know him as my father. And so I want for, for those specifically raising their hands for him as father, I want you to pray with me. But I also want those who did not raise their hands to pray with me. Because actually we're family. And we stir up one another. We're encouraging one another together this morning. And so you can just pray after me. Father, this morning I want to thank you for being the one who created me and formed me. And thank you, God, that I can call you my Father. May you continue to be my Father. And if I did not see you as my Father, would you come and show me your Father's love? Thank you, God. And so the next, I want to pray for us, for those who feel like, man, I don't know Jesus, I don't know God as my Father, ach, as my friend. Can I ask that you would um, just put up your hand for me? And I want to pray for us again. And I want you to pray with me again. And not just you raise your hand, but each and every one of us. Let's pray together. Jesus, my friend. I want to be wild with you. I want to be crazy with you. I want to do things that are unseen. And I want to be close to you. I want to be known by you. And I want to do things with you that I would have never done before.
Thank you, Jesus, for being my friend. Amen.